WA Expose, an open conversation about local arts by local artists. I'm your host, Aria Scarlett, and I'd like to begin this inaugural episode by acknowledging that I have the immense privilege of recording this podcast on Wajak Nungabudja. My first guest, because I could blab for an hour, but it would be incredibly boring. <laughs> You're allowed to laugh. That's fine. It was a good joke. <laughs> um, is an icon of entertainment. I wrote this out. This is going to be great. Oh, this is so humbling. Oh, God. <laughs> Their work has quickly seen them become the host of almost every single variety performance show throughout Perth, as well as founding the Live, Work, Pose Variety Ball, which has raised literally thousands of dollars for groundwork charities in Western Australia. I can only describe their performance style as supermodel because I'm honestly left speechless every single time I see them grace the stage. Honestly, even in this little room today, my eyes are getting a treat. So it's Serenity Von Vader. Of course, welcome, Serenity. Hello, hello. How are you? Sweaty as all hell today. It yeah. is a sweltering it's above a hot 30. One. It's very hot. <laughs> and I mean, as gorgeous as you are, wearing all black during... <laughs> In this heat was a moment. During the summertime. Yeah, it was a choice. Head to toe black. Mm, including the black mask and everything. It's just, oh, this is great. Describing visual elements on a podcast, my first faux pas. <laughs> and I had the audacity to go to the gym before this. Oh, my God. <laughs> they work out. They're doing the most. Oh, no. I did one thing and I was like, I showed up. <laughs> Thank you. All right, let's look. Let's just dive right into it. My, I only really have one question and then... Just do whatever, see what happens. Uh, why drag? Why drag? Mm. Oh, this is a loaded question. My apologies. <laughs> Already. I've made an enemy, day one. Um, so I I picked up drag not for the lack of uh, creativity, but more for the fact that I had no other avenue creative-wise oh coming out of high school. If you've ever seen Serenity, I would first of all say that that's a lie. <laughs> that's fully a lie. I was, I was, I was good in drama class. Mm -hmm. I was, I sung vocals for uh, for Waste back in high school. Okay. God, Waste days. That was a way when it was called Waste. Wow, we're really aging ourselves right now in this moment. <laughs> Veterans of mm. veterans of that um, GCSE. Oh no, the people who call it ATAR are the only people who are older than us. What's it called oh, now? It's it's something worse. Booger. Booger. Absolutely <laughs> booger. Um, I was good at I was good at theater. I was good at um, vocals. I could, funnily enough, keep a beat. I was wait. On the so this is the threes. person who said they had no creative outlet, but is now listing talents one after the other. But I just I felt like I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't good enough to be. At the very front, I wasn't good to be first chair. Who made you anything. feel that? Like just the the schooling system, or oh, just the general consensus right. of everything? <laughs> you were told they sat you down and were like, "Girl, no, no, <laughs> sorry." Uh, we're gonna put the uh, tone deaf people in front of you. Um, oh and no! <laughs> they didn't put any tone deaf people in front of me. I was the only person singing vocals in my in my ways here. Oh my gosh! Um, I wasn't I wasn't terrible at anything like arts wise, but I wasn't. I didn't have that absolute driving passion to do anything mm. like as streamlined as say, oh, I'm going to be an actor and I'm going to go yeah. to WAPA. Or I'm going to be a singer and I'm going to go to WAPA. Or I'm going to be a lighting tech and I'm, I'm going go to go to WAPA. And I'm going to go to WAPA. <laughs> um, so I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. Mm. And then it was maybe six or seven years ago. That is the, yep. Oh, God, I feel a lot older now. Um, no, it would have been eight years ago. I, I stumbled upon Drag Race, season two, yeah. and then season three, and I was like, maybe that's my avenue. 
Wow, so you're literally one of those people who found drag through the TV show. Through the TV yeah. show, through when they were posting snippets on YouTube, but like the awful like 360p version oh because God. it was the TV rips. Yep. It was the it was the logo TV screen grabs, and I was like, maybe this is it. Mm. Maybe because I I was that kid who was running around in my in my mother's heels. Yeah. Mind you, they weren't heels. They were slippers. Oh, okay. A nice little sandal or a slide. So Mama Serenity wasn't one for the high heel? Oh, no. God, no. She was comfortable. <laughs> she did She did not want to put any work in. Well, but she that had was, the job of raising you. I mean. Oh, God. And it was a job. <laughs> full time. Just outing yourself right here. Oh, I, I, was, I was a terror of a child growing up. But I was I was a little bit gay, so it was fine. Um, just a little, just a little, just a small amount. Just just a little bit queer growing up. Mm. Um, and high school me, mind you, I I made some choices in high school. I had pink hair, and I, I love pink hair. But I wore a scarf with the pink hair. With the with the pink hair, what I color wore was the, the scarf. Oh, it was the school colors, and it was oh, awful. No. It oh. was like navy blue and red. And I was like. Why? The urge to ask you what school you went to, but then we're just like pinpoint geolocating. Oh, <laughs> Leaming Senior High School, shout out to them. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, they all listen. They, the, they, every everyone one of them from listens. Leaming listens. <laughs> They're all just in a circle <laughs> listening. Funnily enough, there was a girl from my high school who was a year below me, um, and she came up to me, and she apparently had been following me for a little bit, and she comes up to me, she's like, oh my God serendipity i'm like no mm -mm. D mm. Mm. did you got the first half right Ooh. so i was okay. like oh at, at least you remember my face i do love i do love like a somebody who because i've had it too where it'll just be like oh um araya starlet and you're like mm, not close no, no i mean kind of i want to give you props and i'm really excited that you approached me because i'm still at that point where i'm like anyone who knows me and i go mm. oh but literally i can't do with the wrong name Araya. Starlet. Araya Starlet. Starlet. I'd take that over serendipity. If I ever transition to sex work, that will be Starlet. Yeah. Araya Starlet. Starlet. Oh, I'm going to upset so many ears with that. Starlet. Starlet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're like a few years out of high school, not aging you at all. We're seeing early seasons of Drag Race come through. Mm. And you're like this yes this is like that it was it was immediately my goal was like i i don't think a lot of people come out of the gate and say cross-dressing is my goal yes it is my dream it is my passion i've it never is, wanted my anything passion more. to i i wake up in the morning and i'm like mm, i could put a wig on today mm, and people should clap when i do exactly put a wig on and you all better clap <laughs> like i never in my wildest dreams eight years ago would i've thought yeah putting a wig on and mashing my mouth to like britney spears mm would earn me money. You're aging yourself again. Again. <laughs> again. I feel so old. You're literally a baby, so I can't believe we're doing this. I'm 25. And I'm 26. So, oh, wait, so you're 90, 96? Five. 95. Yeah. Damn. I'm 97. <laughs> Next, we'll do our home addresses. Um, <laughs> my my Centrelink my, reference number. Yes. <laughs> so people can actually use them rather than being like, well, yeah. I don't have one. So... And if you want to know my ABN, you can find me at Serenity Von Varda on Instagram. And we'll send you an invoice. <laughs> I, and I, like, I came out of the gate and was like, look, there is another. This was when Raja won mm. season three. Yes, and so I was cool. Like, so rock. Yes. I was like, she is so punk. And she yeah. came straight off of America's Next Top Model at the That's time. Right, yeah. 
And I was like, that show is unhinged. RuPaul's Drag Race is unhinged. It sure is. I could I could fully dive into this fantasy. Because the goal is to be unhinged, The right? goal is to be unhinged, <laughs> unhinged, but appear sane. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, we're doing the first half. Yeah, and great. every single time I get on that mic for any variety show, anytime I'm hosting anything, unhinged, but slightly sane. Slightly sane. Slightly. Unhinged with like a cherry, a little topper of... Just some whipped cream on the top. Yeah. Otherwise, the whole show just wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen. It wouldn't go ahead at all. Um, So Raja won, and I was Mm. like, she's Indonesian. I'm Indonesian. Yes. There is actually a chance for me to, like, do this and not only, like, for lack of a better term, air quotes, be popular, Mm. but actually succeed because somebody else who looks like me Yes. Has done it before. Yeah, and not just succeed, but like like fame and notoriety and all of the stuff that hadn't been attached to somebody like Raja before in a long, long time. On the biggest stage. She was one of the last Asian winners of Drag Race. That shocks me. Yeah. And that's like worldwide too. Yeah. So the... the, the, I mean, obviously besides Thailand. Besides Thailand, she is is the... Her and Manila... Yes. We're the top two for season three. Mm. And I was like, I see myself in both of them. Again, unhinged, but supermodel. Yeah. Skinny, skinny, skinny body, skinny yeah. brain. Yeah. Tiny brain. Tiny, tiny, tiny brain. Really tiny tall s- brain, but very thin. Smooth. <laughs> smooth. No wrinkles. No bumps. No, ri- oh my God. no wrinkles ironed on out the face. Flat. No wrinkles on the brain. Great. <laughs> so I was like, I can do this. I can get up there. And I had the real, I had the gall and the gumption to get up on stage at, I started at 19. I started wow. right after my right after my 19th birthday. Got up on stage. Bald. Where? Where? Oh. Where were d- we? A very choice location, mm-hmm. some some would say. I started I started at the court on Drag Factory. Oh my god. On a on a good old Wednesday. On a Wednesday, yeah. Um back when the red room was the Drag Factory stage. Oh my god. So really aging myself again in the Perth sphere. Um, to everyone who isn't from Perth, which hopefully that'll one day happen to me, but um, <laughs> the Red Room was uh, this massive stage with amazing lighting. And was it, no, I'm I just, wouldn't I, say amazing. No, I'm just shitting because I want it to be like glamorous in, in someone's eyes. It was, a, it was essentially back then the Red Room was a massive living room mm. with a big old stage in the front next to the next to this big old staircase that people used to just jump off of. That's right, yeah. Do the splits. The stage was the stage was wooden. Like you could if you stomped a little bit too hard, you could hear it from the back. You were going to go through the floor. Yeah. Fully just <laughs> the ab- incorrect shoe and you were going to go through the stairs. And mind you, I've done that once on that stage you before. You have? I, my heel got stuck on that stage before. And I was wearing a chunky heel too. Scary, scariest That's a moment crime. of my life. That's not scariest a crime. moment of my life That's is when terrifying. heels stick in the in the stage yeah. and they have this big old mirror remember the mirror the mirror the last thing you want is to see which just sounds so silly because all I want to do is like have photos and see myself I don't want to see myself when I'm in the act of doing exactly. the thing after the gig yeah afterwards. not during afterwards when somebody's gone with a lovely edit and gone through and actually spent some time on color correcting oh, everything that's wrong just a little me. beauty filter just a, cu- a couple of inches of uh separation not in the moment like you're in a dance class in high school and you oh. can't concentrate on the moves because all you're doing is staring at yourself in the mirror being like this is wrong and that's wrong and that's incorrect and what are we doing again oh wait it's a song by sierra i didn't even know we were doing this i am four beats behind everyone (laughs) and they put they put me in the back and they were like 
Yeah, just go for it. Go yeah, for you it. do it. You look at yourself in that mirror and um, I guess just pose. <laughs> oh, and when the dance classes, when they when they put you in those lines mm. and then they go, everyone in the front, go to the back. No. And then you it's somehow Mm-mm. when you're at the very back, just just vibing, knowing that you're like on the on the ones and threes. Mm. The ones and threes, yeah. And you're like, oh, God, I have to get up to the front and right next to the instructor. And the instructor is eyeing you. Yeah. Just head to Eyeing you because, first of all, they're like, you're in my class. How long is it? Is it eight weeks? You're in my class? I didn't even know. They didn't even know. You've been at the back row for the last eight weeks and this is the first time they've shuffled you around. This is a full semester So I don't actually think, you think that they're like, they hate me, but they're going, the fuck is this? When did they? When did I grab your money? Did I? When did you? Did your mom cut? What's happening? (laughs) They don't even know what's going on. I just got dropped off. He <laughs> dropped off and just drove away really fast yep. because Mama Serenity was not wearing a heel. So they had to drive away in those comfortable yep. shoes. In the course. really good hush puppy slippers. Yes, I love it. I love that. So I was on that damn court stage, my mm. first ever song. Thank you for raining me back in. <laughs> I would have gone for <laughs> hours. Please keep going. My first ever song was um, oh, Feel For You by Shaka Khan. Yes, that's so good. That's really good. And you, wait, you did that ball. No, I, funnily enough, I bought, I bought a hideous, at the time it was like $70 wig. My first, I, I went like up. some decent money at 19 though. Yeah, I went up on that stage and I was like, I am not going on that stage without a lace front. Wow. I was like, I am Serenity not. Serenity had guidelines from the beginning. From the beginning, I was like, I am going to keep up with the music. Mm. I'm going to know every single word when I get up on that damn stage and I'm going to wear a lace front and I am not going to look boog. Mind you, I looked boog. Of course. You have to, every single person has to. You have to go through the motions. You Mm. can't get up there and look absolutely stunning day one. You have to, you have to go through the evolution process. Um, (laughs) Pokemon evolution. Literally. Mm. And I feel like I'm at my second, my second form. Only Mm. your second. Only my second. Well, then the rest of us better shudder in our little boots as we go through the next stages. I am, I am not ready for my final evolution yet, but I know that I'm, I'm taking the time, especially during this fringe season. Mm. This is good. This is going to be a killer season, especially in WA. Um, But I got on that stage. Literally people will die. It's going to be us in this 35 degree heat mm-hmm. backstage, no air con, no fan, lukewarm water. Lukewarm. Not mm-hmm. even like tepid. Tepid. Tepid water, great temperature if you're feeding a newborn baby. Not what I'm looking not, for. Not backstage. what I'm looking for backstage when no I'm No straws, to- full lippy on, no straws, which is the only thing that. If look any venues listening, please straws. Once we've got full face on, the last thing we want is to have to put our lips towards any cup. Literally, just a straw and a fan, mm. and I'd be good. Yeah, but got up on that stage at the court. <laughs> I love how we're just <laughs> circling back again. We'll get there. Well, at some stage, we'll have a fully formed story from you. Got up there and was like, "I'm doing this." Mm. I had a. Oh, I, I went to this good Sammy's warehouse, got this like beautiful, like bright orange, like um, like blazer suit dress. Oh, I love that. Um, got these awful chunky boots from um from Target. Yes. Um, what color were the boots? Oh, black. Black boots with, with a, wig color is black. Black wig, black boots, orange blazer dress. Do yeah. we have accessories on? I had it's awful, but I is had it like from this. Diva? It was this awful green, green cerulean kind of gloves. 
as well because I was like, ooh, color blocking. That'll be camp. It what, lo- that, that's you, not what color blocking is. Yeah. So I had I had green gloves, mm-hmm. an orange dress. And black shoes. And black shoes and was like, yeah. That, I'm it. I'm I'm the, I'm the only shit. one. I'm you the, could never. You and could mind never. you, there was only two of us performing that night. <laughs> so, oh, no. So you were the one. I was the one. And I got up there and. And Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan and then Lizzo. So yes. I was like. Which, which Lizzo? Oh, um, this makes you, I guess, kind of like one of the early, earlier fans of Lizzo's material too. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was from her um, phone album. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to remember. It was so like, many yeah, millennium ago. It was. It was too many years ago. You've done um, so many numbers since then. It's too many numbers under my belt now to count. Mm-hmm. Um, but got up there, did the damn thing, and then DJ Leask, who was one. Uh, Perth's favorite DJ, like, for the last maybe three years prior. Wow. Was like, you've got it. Just keep doing it. And I was like, Aww. okay, thank you. Aww. That's sweet. Me on my first day out was like, okay, let's do this. Came back the next week, won again. Came back the next week, won again. Came back the next week, won again. And was like, yeah, four weeks in a row. Four weeks in a row. And one no the- wonder you thought you were it. And I I'm j- sure you were four weeks in a row. Like, who was going to tell you otherwise? As a baby queen, I was like, let's just let's just get up there and do the damn thing. Mind you, it was a lot of alcohol and delusion. Okay, yeah. But, I mean, if that's what it takes to win $100 every Wednesday. Then I mean, otherwise, what are you getting paid? Like, one drink ticket? Downstairs, yeah. It's you, you get the 100 you get the 50 If you come third, you get the 50 And if you... Anything after that, I mean. Thanks for coming. Uh, you had we don't a good validate time. parking. Parking in the city is really expensive, but you know, you had oh. fun, right? I, sometimes it's free. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes on occasion. I mean, but you've got to be a four-week straight girl by yeah. then. And I was like, "This is. I have to. I have to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. This is. This is my calling now." The week after my fourth win, mm-hmm. I buy these shoes off of my good friend and trans sister, Kara. Uh, the shoe breaks right before I get on stage. And this was at the time where Liberty, uh, Liberty Genre and Mary Lamb of God and I were all starting. Yes. We were all fresh. And I remember Liberty Genre going up and doing a Bloom by Troy Sivan right before me. And I was dancing and I was gigging around and I was like, oh my God, this is such a good song. And my strappy heel that I bought for $10. Oh, you breaks. can't even hide that. I can't you even can't hide, hide it. can't hide that. So I got up there, essentially barefooted, but still in the shoe. I was like, I'm not going up on that stage without a shoe. Mm. I, no. So what do we do? Like just snap the heel off? I literally just stood in one spot. I was like, just feel a the parking bar. I did a parking bar. You did a parking bar. In a strappy oh, wow. shoe. A strappy shoe and I think a, a a spaghetti strap dress and was like. Oh, so you were wearing the outfit for movement. Yeah. Had like gained a mini reputation over the last month for movement. Yeah. And then parked and barked. Because I was like, I'm not, Brittany wears shoes when she gets on stage. Yes. Uh, Rihanna wears shoes. Like Adele sometimes doesn't take her shoes the off. The crew don't wear shoes on Drag Race. But some of them are straight, so it's fine. So they're not, they're like, I don't want straight foot. Yeah, but could you do, imagine if they just wore like a thong? Oh mm. no, I kind of want to see them in like 
a, a Birkenstock. Yes, or like a steel cap <laughs> boot and, and a oh, lot down of under. Leg. Yeah. Down under, they definitely have to wear Do steel caps. No. I stopped watching. I stopped watching. Yeah, look, fair. The reputation for I down under is. So I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, look, fair. Okay, week five. Can I assume you lost? Because if you won after all I that. I came second. You came second with a broken shoe. I came second with a broken shoe. I was like, I will take this and run with it. So I was like, look. 50 bucks is 50 bucks. Mm. This is the most humbling moment of my drag career. Yeah, we bought back the shoes, thankfully. Yeah, thankfully. And then I went I went to spend less shoes. Oh, no, it was Famous Footwear. Famous. I went to Famous Footwear yes. and got a $30 pair of stilettos. There we go. We made 20 bucks tonight. And then I absolutely flogged that one pair of stilettos for a full year. Are they just like a black standard? Black standard yeah. stiletto, like office lady stiletto. <laughs> Like she takes it off when she gets to work and then puts it in her big drawer. Yes. the pe- Oh my God. The person who wears sneakers on the train. Yeah. But then when they get to the office, it's like, well, I'm seated now. So I can have my shoe yep. on. <laughs> yes. I wore those right until, right until the, the rubber, um, the rubber on the actual like point of the heel wore off and all you could see was the metal spike poking oh out. And I used to practice in those heels at home mm. on wooden floors. So my real estate agent at the end of the lease calls me up and is like, yeah, so we've taken a whole bunch of photos of the floor as well. Um, there's a whole bunch of pock marks that have just... Is it just a bunch of dots everywhere? Yeah. Are these the shoes that went through the stairs? Yes. These are the shoes. These yeah. shoes have done everything. Yeah. So I, I rode those shoes yeah. to death. Do these shoes mark like the first stage before the evolution, like first evolution? Yeah. 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 They sure. were they were the defining moment of like the first year and a half of my drag career. They like, break and you suddenly go, okay, they've ruined these floors. I'm not getting my bond back. I've gone through a pair of, I've gone through some stairs. Now we go on to a new phase. It was a time. And then I fell in love with um, Carrie from Diamond Heels. Yes. And she was like, here's a pair of clears. I will give you like. I think it was at the time it was like 20% off before I was an ambassador. You hear me her. gasping. And that's because I think everybody has to have a pair of clears. Every, it's, it's the law. It's, it's the law. It's written into before you get your queer card, before you get your performance stage card, you have to have a pair of clears. You have to have a, a pair of clear pleaser shoes. Explain what exactly that is to people who might not know. Oh, God. Okay. So they are essentially the good old stripper heel mm. that you can buy for, well, in the U.S. anyway, a good, like, 50, 60 bucks. Yeah. And you can get sizes from, like, 4 to, like, 15 in these heels. So they are accommodating to every man, woman, and in between. Mm. Um, and sometimes they have a strap on them. So if you're feeling a little bit, like, ankle insecure. I have seen a strap in a long long time you can buy them separate attach a strap attachable strap they're like the strapless bra with the attachable like invisible yeah. <laughs> yeah so i i absolutely flog the attachable strap mm-hmm. on everything on stilettos on my clears sometimes on a sandal that's just got a little bit of a platform because i'm like i am not moving i'm yeah. not rolling my ankle in yeah. this so i Ever since then, I still have my first pair of clears. Mind you, they oh, are dirty as all hell. Mm. Um, but apparently that can just come out with a little bit of magic carpet cleaner. Oh, something you've not tried by the sound it's of it. Not no, not yet. But that's okay. They are a memento to performances past. Or just dirty, like whatever. Oh, <laughs> whatever they, they're just catching dust on my shelf. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't throw these out. No. So you have to 
it is like a kind of like rite of passage in Perth because the head honcho, the main, the main bitch, the supreme, uh, the one and only barbecue, formerly mm. known as barbecue calls, but then that got <laughs> redacted very quickly. That's so funny. Uh, she, she has a very strict guideline of if you want to be if you want to be a professional working girl, you have to get comfortable performing in clears because mm. everyone has a pair of clears. They're a universal shoe. Everyone can wear them, so everyone can wear them on stage. Yeah, which is like very fair. She's great for a group number. Great for a call. Exactly. Yeah. So you you can't go wrong with a good clear. Mm. Now, mind you, there is a good video of me falling maybe the fifth time wearing clears. Insert video here. No, I don't have it. I, it's I fine. have to. I'll, I'll send you the link. Okay, it is hilarious because it was, oh, it must have been Dua Lipa or something. And then I do a pirouette and the shoe just flies off. <gasps> Flies off. Because back then I had no idea what an ankle strap was. Into the people? Oh, just forward onto the stage, onto like the little like T part of the stage. No audience member was harmed in the making of this pirouette. Thank God. Oh my God. That would have been an iconic moment. It would have, but then like never again. Barred. Yeah. Public liability down the toilet. Just cross my name out on every platform. (laughs) Um, And I eat shit. But then I fall and I like land into like a half split. And I just sit there for the rest of the number and lip sync. <laughs> and it was it was one of the most fun fun times I've ever had on stage. Yeah, recovery, yeah. Mind you, it wasn't a pussycat wig as well that I had like stolen off Barbie. Ooh, we, so we, we swapped yes. wigs backstage and I was like, this is the jinx. This is what is <laughs> this is what has made me fall. This is it. I'm not in my regular hair. I have been cursed. I have been cursed by wow. the pussycat wig, the bus driver wig. Bobby, if you're listening, that's uh, on you. I'm coming for you. <laughs> Only for the story and the great career moment. So is it around this time that it goes click for you? Or is it earlier in like your earlier days of, um, of performing drag and that sort of thing? Like what is the moment that made you just be like, oh, it's this? I think so, yeah. yeah. It must have been because it when you, it's especially like baby performers as yeah. well, you get that, you get that moment of, oh, wow. It's either, it's fight or flight. Yeah. But the minute you click into fight mode, you know that it's it's your calling. Sure. And you can like look out into that audience and be like, I'm actually not as afraid as I thought I would be yeah. 10 seconds ago. Mm. Like, especially especially something as humbling as like Drag Factory six, like five years ago. Yeah. You look out into the crowd and you're like, oh my God, all of these, all of these white gay guys judging me. Yeah. They've probably never heard Shaka Khan before. Not not even maybe one time. like one Whitney song. <laughs> maybe just one. Oh, back then it wasn't as judgmental, but you could still feel like the pressure of course, on you, yeah. like being a good performer because you have mm. people like back then it was like Alexis Armstrong hosting every Wednesday. Yeah, incredible performers, and they're like, come up on this stage for the first Do a time. Number. Yeah. It, Do you know that you're that person for other people now? Like, has that sunk in for you? I still, I am still scared at the thought of mm. of people, for lack of a better term, looking up to me because I've never, I've never thought about the responsibility that it actually is. Yeah. Because you have to, you now, when you get to that point when people come up to you and you're like, oh, you're you're actually a big inspiration for me. You've done, you've done X, Y, and Z, and that's really like yeah. boosted me. I'm like. I'm just, 
I'm just vibing. Yeah, you just I'm just here. Also, like considering that you're very open about being like, I'm only at phase two. Like, I'm not done yet. I'm only still exploring what this all means to me and how I want to present it on stage and in my life and all of that cool stuff. And suddenly people are like, mm, but I want a timestamp of this person here and I want to know how you got to this moment. And you're like, I'm only halfway up the tree. It's like I have not hit world domination yet. No. I want I want to get to that point. I want to be I want to have my names on like magazines. I want my photos in like magazines mm. and like online and like spreading the word of like love, joy, peace, and serenity. Like yes. Like I I want that, but I know I can I can reach that point maybe a couple of years down the line, but like right now in this moment. It is scary. It's terrifying. It's it's terrifying having like, and you must feel the same way when people come up to you and you're like, you have the most amazing voice. This has like pushed me to like, like get into singing more mm-hmm. or get into performing a lot more. And especially as like a queer opera singer. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I definitely, I mean, honored always. It's very cool. Um, and then I sort of go, I'm not ready and I haven't done enough and I'm not the person who, because when I was training, especially in institutions, the people who were supposed to be your mentors and your figureheads aren't people who are only 10, 15 years older than you. There are people who are like 60 and they've done it forever and they sit in the judge's chair and they wear lots of scarves. and Not they, even a generation above us, two yeah, generations. two generations into the future. That's who you're supposed to look up to is somebody way, way there. So to have people come up to me at like shows that I'm doing or like shows that I'm producing and be like, wow, I, I would love to know some tips or wow, I, I just, I want to do this, this and this. And like, how did you blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, when I'm retired and I write a book, I guess. But um, right now I'm not that girl. Because it's like, I've never, before you, I had never really heard of any, any contemporary like opera singers. Like it's, it's scary to think that it is, such a niche it is a yeah it is but in the same point you're in the niche of the niche in the corner of the corner of the corner corner i picked a very small little section i went i will rule this tiny alcove over here and the rest of the house you guys can play and you're styled by esther wig i absolutely live every single time thank you it's a good wig and i can't style hair oh it's I I wish I could be like Cece Desist and I know Cece is um, for anyone who doesn't know an incredible everything um, cre- designs and creates like costuming makes wigs just out of nothing I've already asked her to like help me style another wig because I cannot I'm very bad at it um, and a singer who a great cabaret singer and cabaret singer, like, like oh legend of Perth now absolutely incredible and when she used to sing like punk rock or something yes yeah. Everybody Wait. has that one recording somewhere that they go, nobody will ever hear this. Oh, uh, back on MySpace days, surely. Because everyone's doing the 10-year challenge now. Yes, true. And hers was be. probably. Oh, I won't I be. I won't be participating. I'm like, nah. No, you will not see me at, oh, God, I forgot how old I am. At 14, 15. 14, 15, 15 yeah. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No. Like, hers was just, to see her go from, literally in the mosh pit mm. with a mic and like the the good old tumbler hair. Yes. To now. What they called scene. <laughs> oh, the good old scene hair. Scene hair. Um to now and she's just got the the entire like cabaret get up. Yeah. And it's so instantly recognizable but so iconically her as well that it's yeah, it, it's 
She's so good. Welcome to a show where we just like talk about how beautiful people are. I'd, I'd rather I'd, that. I'd like, let's do that. That sounds great. But I actually really want to talk about you more. So we were talking about like your early days in drag, which I love and I could talk about forever. But I want to jump forward a little bit in time and look at Serenity now. Like Serenity Von Vada and like you were talking about like your next stages, your next evolutions, what you want to bring. What do you want to see in Perth Arts? Not just... Perth Arts drag in the incredible corner that you dominate, but like Perth Arts, well, not just Perth, arts in general, local arts especially. I'd love to see us not be pushed to the sidelines by the government. Yeah. Because New, New Year's New Year's Eve was mm. a shoddy ass time. It was. It was such a depressing moment, especially for the arts, because we got absolutely just thrown to the side mm. just for the Perth Cup. Yeah, it's, if anybody doesn't know, which would be a little bit strange, but um, so obviously with the coronavirus pandemonium that we've all been suffering under for the past 48 months now, um, we, <laughs> the WA arts industry basically, besides a couple of theatre shows, had to shut down on New Year's Eve, uh, but a major event that was attended by Thousands of people. The literally Perth Cup, thousands. Literally thousands of uh, drunk people <laughs> uh, got to go and see poor animals run around in extreme temperatures. Um, and that was fine. But arts and music events got completely shut down, which, I mean, is just one of the myriad of ways that the arts have been pushed to the side. But I think it was one of the biggest public examples of it because like, yeah. we've been screaming about it for the, like, the last two years, being yeah. like, hey, this is unfair, this isn't right. And a lot of the response, I don't know what the response that you've been getting is, a lot of response I've been receiving is like, oh, you know, it's for the good of the da-da-da. And you're like, yeah, okay, I get that. But I'm still being squashed right now and can't really breathe, so would love <laughs> some assistance. <laughs> Literally. It's like the, for lack of a better term, the pandemic Lovato mm. has like really just... If, hurt the arts community so much Definitely. and to see that to see that the WA government cares more about dogs running around a track and people getting a little bit lit on New Year's Eve a little bit lit just a little bit lit if you're double vaccinated of course like to think that that takes precedent over essentially the one of the biggest nights for the arts community mm. especially in the queer community we have New Year's Eve, and we have Pride. Yeah. <laughs> the two biggest uh, income moments, especially for drag queens, for drag artists in general, yeah. um, and, and just for hospitality. And they had straight people headlining Pride events, and then they have shut us all down on New Year's Eve, so. Yep. They take the, they take the parade out of Northridge, which has been going for. That's Basil's fault. Yep. Sorry. Which, that's which not, I that's love. Basil's fault, <laughs> like specifically. Basil Zemplis, mayor of. Something. Perth currently. Something. something. For now. <laughs> At this time. At this moment in time. They they take the they take the parade, which has been oh, I think they've been running for a good couple of decades now. Yeah. Especially in Northbridge. I, it was very strange to see it move away it's from Northbridge. Gloucester Park. Oh, it's Gloucester Park, which is of course known for all of its queer friendly events um, and icons, uh, such as Greyhounds. I don't know. Yeah. Like I don't know. <laughs> And to think that these poor these poor people who had to, they didn't have to, but to really show up for their community mm. and walk around and do a lap on that. But to think that they did it 
in heels and boots and we're just falling into the into the soil. Yeah. I was like Y'all are the troopers of this season. Yeah. Well, so they didn't have to shut some roads down, but you want to walk around a park for an hour? Exactly. But have it live streamed. (laughs) Live streamed. Uh. Live streamed queers walking around a park. Mm. Because our best angle is always through a laptop screen. Oh. And no, like, thankfully, no overhead lighting. It was a lot of spotlights, so it was at least... Queer they could have front. fully turned on the big booms and we all just could have had shadows cast from our <laughs> from our bangs down. But, you know. Yeah, it just, they just don't understand. But, like, I want to see... I want to see us highlighted a lot more this year because the past two years for us have been absolutely awful. Mm. Mind you, the eastern states have it so much worse than course, we do. yeah. I mean, the fact that they are having to fight over rapid antigen tests for like $50 each yeah. is... In, in, things we couldn't even comprehend. Like, unfathomable. Yeah. But even still here, to think that we had to shut down for New Year's Eve, mm. to think that we didn't even get to celebrate properly for Pride, yeah. to think that the arts community in itself has just been impacted so much. We've lost so much income and... I haven't been able to really display any creativity. Yeah, and like, it's really just like, it's an amplified version of what I believe queer artists have been going through, not just in the last two years, but honestly for decades, have been like being pushed into the side and into the corner and into things that are deemed convenient by those around them. And yeah, I completely agree with you. I'd love to see a change in that because the pandemic definitely showed us that like on a larger scale, but we already knew <laughs> We knew. We done knew this we truth. We knew this. We were aware. It's like to the, it, when people say that the past three years have been a decade's worth of trauma. Yes. It is It is so true. Yeah. And it's like I've never seen on a national scale the art's been pushed down so much. It's incredibly badly, yeah. Yeah. Yay! yeah. But again, this is stuff that it's just an amplification of things that queer artists have been going through for a really long time. Um and gosh, I don't expect you to be able to solve all of it right now or ever. It's not your job to solve any of it. But like what, how would you like to see that implemented? Like idealistically, of course. So there's a queen over in Queensland. Uh, her name is BB Gunn. Hey, legend. Legend. Hey, legend. I got to perform with her in Trekless and oh. the most iconic dragon that you will ever see. Massive plug for their upcoming tour. It's gonna to be incredible. Oh, so good. I have been dying to see Shrek last. It's very good. Uh, what she did during the pandemic Lovato, she raised a ton, yeah. like in the what, tens of thousands? Ten, yeah, I think over 10 grand. Somebody fact check me, I'm not going to do it. Um, she raised- $100,000, <laughs> millions of dollars. She raised a buttload of money mm. just, to fund the like Brisbane and like regional Queensland like arts community. She mm. helped people like pay their bills, pay their rent, like really just like took charge. Sidebar, it's not her job to do that. Like it's it's, not her it job should never have all. been on her to do that. She's amazing and like an icon for doing such incredible work, but it never should have been the job of one drag queen. She Brisbane. stepped up and she saw her community like just in need of help. Yeah especially during like the mass, the first massive lockdown that we had and was like, Hey, I have the power to do this. Yeah. Let's just, let's just do it. And she reached out to local businesses. She reached out to branches of like, I think 
bank branches as well, yeah. I think. And like and got re- spots on TV and radio really got oh. it happening. Like it's very hard for queer artists to actually be like, hey, television station. Hey, uh, national radio station. She got I'm on the here. project as well, didn't she? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like to think that a, a just a local queen from Brisbane mm-hmm. just got up on the project and was like, hey, I've just raised like $10,000 and counting mm-hmm. just to help all of my queer friends, all of my queer artists and like everyone in like the art scene in Brisbane just pay their bills yeah. because it's been the hardest because we can't even go out and perform. Yeah. Like we're having to resort and none of to, you are going to our Zoom shows and I honestly do not blame you. To, oh, that was a rough period. That was a moment. We, we really... We tried to hustle because in the middle of a pandemic, the most you can really do is just grab an ox cord and hope for the best. Oh, completely. But opera vocals don't translate through an ox cord. And Zoom thinks that you're a screaming baby in the background and shuts you off. And it's it's a whole thing. But yeah, but BB came through and came up. So you're looking at following in BB's footsteps or carving your own path. I'd like, honestly, like some of the, the, the queens in Brisbane have really... I've said this before and I'll say it again. Mm. Brisbane has some of like the best talent. Legend. Yeah. Some of the best talent in Australia. Yeah. It, First crime of the Down Under show. Oh. First crime of the Down Under drag race show. To, to, not, yeah. to not cast anyone, anyone not from one Queensland. Person. Yeah. yeah. The first, the, we knew from that point that it was going to be interesting. Interesting. Mm. Mind you, the, the New Zealand representation was beautiful mm. to see to see people like Kidamine yeah. and um Anita like there were some really good moments I just yeah I just when when I heard that bit I was like oh yeah what does what does that mean not that they need to be like we picked one person from every state and yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to say it doesn't that, have to be like a battle from the states but no, like not to, at all. to to think that there was no to think about that talent pool mm. and then to be like no one yeah. no one from that okay there's no one from um, WA this uh, coming season. I wonder why. <laughs> but d- d- digressing to, uh, <laughs> digressing what do you to charity do? work. What do you want to do that's like good and amazing and cool and not talking about things that have been shit? <laughs> I, I, honestly, I really, I have it in my notes as well. I Anytime I come up with a charity work idea, mm-hmm. I write it down in my notes and I sit on it for a bit. You can't say this, that list is so long everyone it's like the longest the longest notes page i've seen of just goals and charities and just, fundraising and work th- and this is only one this is only one event Ooh, yeah events <laughs> management events management in um at murdoch university was a pain in the ass but it was tantamount to me actually setting up does the this, rest of my career does this mean we'll see a return of the live work post oh definitely. just on like a different level i think because unfortunately due to just mm. the, the, the rough the years, season. Yeah. Um, the second iteration, we had to just not put on. It yeah. was it was better to just redact it for a bit and yeah. let it let it stew. But the first one that we had put on sold out so quickly, so quickly. Yeah. And I was like, this is so humbling to see that mm. the community actually came together. And we can get we could talk ticket sales for a really long time, but like it's very hard with the way that. Um, our state, especially in Perth in particular, have been reacting to COVID. A lot of the times you're like, like you're supposed to put ticket sales out and venues and promoters, they want to know what your numbers are. But they want right, to see the projections. But Perth right now isn't selling tickets to the week of. Like day, the, the day of. of. That's when we're selling tickets. Otherwise, we're not selling tickets, which is really hard because then you go, hey, you should um, use my show. You should buy my show. You promote my show. They're like, well, you've got 
three ticket sales. So yeah. no. And it's really difficult. It's like at the most, because I've done the stats on it, and it's mm. very weird to see. We get at most 30% ticket sales even before, like, the fortnight before. Yeah. Like, on launch day, 30, 30% at max. Maximum, yeah. I think, and then yeah. The, the rest of it, maybe a day or two mm. right before the event, and then the rest of it comes in on the day whether it's door sales, whether it's online, like. Yeah, yeah, and that was definitely with the last WA Expose show. We had an initial spike. This is very entertaining, I'm sure. An initial spike, nothing. Got to 80, nothing for three weeks. Yep. For three weeks. And I was thinking being like, oh, cool. So if it's just 80, then I can't pay everyone properly. Well, I will, but it won't be because of ticket sales. It'll be because, again, we all reach into our own pocket to make sure things happen. But it's like. Yeah. It's it's so good to see that that's the that's the kind of motto that a lot of, for lack of a better term, employers and just like people who run variety shows. That's what it's what we do. Yeah, it's because we can't just leave people in terrifying. the dust. Of course, I mean, of course not. Like you don't put something on with the idea that oh maybe you'll maybe you'll make money tonight. Like that's not. I don't really believe in that concept. I'm not a fan of it. Um, but it's really hard to continually churn out new work when you're not actually guaranteed an audience anymore. It gets really difficult. It's it's one of the biggest struggles, especially when you're like trying to branch out and mm. trying to create more and more work. You have to really dig into your own pockets and actually, it, and it turns back into drag as well. Mm. Good drag doesn't have to be expensive drag, yep. but you have to know where to put your money Yes. And putting your money back into the community is one of the biggest things that I I think I personally and so many people, thankfully, in this community. Yeah, I definitely I would second that. I think that putting it back into the community in the terms of going and attending other shows is super important, too, um, because it's it's not a world where you can say, hey, come see my show. It's amazing. I'll never go see anything that you do or that you put on or that you promote. It's just it doesn't work like that, It uh, especially all as queer performers, we already know that it's our job to support each other and keep the little wheel of our, um, of our world turning. So you have to be like active and present. Yeah. It's, really, it's like whether it's burlesque, circus, drag, mm. anything in between, it can't just be, hey, I've got my, I've got my main show at 1am or I've got my main show at the court at like 11 o'clock. Yeah. We, you have to go out and support the all of the burlesque girls that... That are on at nine. That are on at nine. And then you nine. have to have your face... It means you've put your face down at five because you've got to be there at nine for this show to walk across. And then you're not actually on stage until 1 a.m. And then, Literally. And then people say, oh, it's not a full-time job. It, it, like the gall, mm. the gall of non-artists yeah, to cool. come up to you and be like, no, no. no what do you no. really do? I have, I, have a, I have a desk job and that's a full-time job. You put on makeup for fun and yeah. wiggle around on... Not, like, no. Mm. No, I do I do all of my all of my own accounting. Yeah. I do all of my own prep. I do all of my own styling. I do all of my own makeup. I do all, all of, of my your own, own branding because it's all your social media content and everything is all it's you. Literally. One person show here. You have to you have to be a workhorse if you really want to succeed. Yeah. And then when you're putting on things like incredible charity events and stuff, it's even more important that you're out in the community. Otherwise, how do you figure out who goes in your show? Literally. It, and it's, it's, it's really hard otherwise. It's one of the blessings when it came to Live Work Pose. Having met so many incredible people mm. 
but also being being in the community and seeing what people seeing what people were tired of and it was the timing was perfect in the sense that it was when I put on the first live work pose it was a year after uh George Floyd unfortunately um was for, lack of, for lack of a better term was murdered yeah. in the middle of a street mm. um and it spread across like wildfire on the on the internet and I was like we have to do something at least like one year after if we can unfortunately do anything during fringe season because invasion day is the 26th it sure is um and that's smack bang in the middle of fringe season and nobody wants to no venue really wants to put away for one show yeah when they already been booked up the ass yeah so they can't unfortunately put any events on so i was like we have to we have to do it right on the anniversary yeah and it was also funnily enough the time when one of our uh back then Perth legends, um, her blackface scandal came out and yeah. it was right after the season and I was like, I have to do something. There is no more important time to highlight these incredible performers. And we raised, with in, in tandem with Sugar Blue Burlesque here in Perth, mm. we raised in tandem over seven grand. Which is just, it's so huge. For one event. For one show. Yeah. Um, and mind you, uh, their WA Hall of Fame show, which had 10 stellar um, previous winners of Mr. Boylesque mm-hmm. and Miss Burlesque WA, um, they helped raise, I think, 1800 of that 7K. That's still over five grand. That is because of small independent artists. Literally. Yeah. Literally. Doing and their thing, yeah. We we got together the ballroom community. We got burlesque. We got circus. We got drag all together on one stage. Yeah. We sold out the main floor of Connections Nightclub, which is the longest running uh, queer nightclub in the Southern Hemisphere. Amazing. 46 years and strong. Um, <laughs> we had one of the most pivotal communi- community moments, I think. And it was such a blessing to have so many different queer performers, whether they were AFAB, plus size, uh, trans, non-binary, white, black, Asian, like every race in between, all came together just on that stage and just had a good old time. Killed it too. The performances were really high quality. One of the- I mean, of course they were. One of like, I heard that it was one of the best variety shows that people had seen in a long time. And I was like- It was, for sure. To to have that moment with so many artists and so many pivotal people in the audience who are in our community mm-hmm. and who do the work, it was I I cried for a good ten minutes because I was like, this is this is so beautiful to see and what needs to happen so much more. Yeah. And that's what I think my my biggest goal for 2022 is having that moment again, whether yeah. it be on a small or a grand scale, is sure. just bringing that community again. Yeah, well, I hope that, um, I've just listening to you explain it, I hope everyone can really grasp how much it takes emotionally, financially, physically, just to put on a one night, a one night, a single event of that caliber and of that amount of success. 15 performers. So 15, 15 performers. 15 different artists to curate, yeah. And the... Uh, Hundreds of people to deal with, like it's... It's a lot. It took a lot of energy and effort and you should be so 
fucking proud of yourself. And it was like, it was the beauty of when I messaged all of these performers and I was like, hey, I don't know if I'm able to pay you, mm. but would you be able to lend your time to just one spot? Yeah. And every single one of them at the drop of a hat were like, yes. Yeah. yeah, 100%. The ballroom community here in Perth were like 100%. And I was like, you guys are closing the night mm. because their their startup in the past two years has been- Their rise has been incredible. Has been ridiculously. Um, so I was like, it cannot be a ball without actual ballroom. Completely. Um, so I put them last. I had Sugar Dujour's an incredible um, burlesque um, artist, had her open the night because she was like, who, who better? There is none. <laughs> There's the answer is no one. Who better to be a showstopper at the mm. beginning? And I was I I'm forever forever thankful, from from the graphic designers to the bartenders on the night to the lighting techs, to the DJs to the door staff to everyone who was a part of it. Literally to have that community moment again this year mm. that's my biggest goal i definitely think that it's something that you will you will do of course you will and it'll oh i'm gonna do it down straight better. it'll it'll happen it's yeah, yeah they they break us these sort of these gigs but they're honestly so incredibly worth it and i think that's a really really wonderful place to end it it's just on all of your amazing work that you've done for this community and that you, you will continue to do in your evolutionary stages um this will probably come out after Fringe, so maybe you don't plug all of those shows for us. But where can people find you on the webs? Oh, okay. So um, on that. all of my <laughs> socials, my uh, my name is Serenity Von Varda. So that's Serenity, V-O-N-V-A-R-D-A. Amazing. Booked and blessed. Thank you so much for joining me on the inaugural episode of WA Expose. Uh, thank you, Aria. It's been a complete pleasure. Thank you. WA Expose is an independent production. Our artwork was created by George Sassenfeld and our theme music is Corrosive by Aria Scarlett and M. Burrows. You can find out more about the podcast or live shows at ariascarlett.com forward slash WA Expose. Hell you yeah! did it! We did it! No way. <laughs> <laughs>